Today, the Below Average Joe's MMA Show present Cage Side Rewind, the show where Dom and I go future to the back to break down an old MMA card. Mm. What will it be today? I'm glad you asked. You're about to find out. We will let the wheel decide which show we will break down. There will be laughs. There will be some tears shed. Maybe some blood shed. But a lot of fun to be had. So stay tuned. Kick it away, Dom and Noah, with the wheel. (laughs) Um, Without further ado, though, Dominic, we have to know which event we are watching for today's episode. So I think it's time to spin that wheel. A longer show, spin, but... too. Ooh, I'm, I'm What's it going to be? Anticipation. Oh! UFC 195. Okay, okay. So we're watching Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. Ooh. Very interested in what we got there. This is a month before, Dominic, the infamous Nate Diaz submitting Conor McGregor fight. I mean, what a time. You know, it was like after the Ronda... Head kick, knockout loss to Holly Holm. But before that, Connor lost. Like, we're in a time right before the UFC got sold. I mean, it's interesting days here. You know, this oh, is yeah. right before. This is when my fandom was bubbling to a point yes. where I couldn't contain it anymore. This is going to be a fun one. So this is going to be fun to watch. But first, it's going to be fun to dig through. And to do that, I'm going to kick it to myself. Take it away, me. That's right. UFC 195 was held on January 2nd, 2016 at the MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. Starting with UFC 34 in 2001, this arena has been a mainstay for the UFC with their events in the fight capital of the world. But with the new T-Mobile Arena set to open in April, many assume this will be one of the last events to be held at the MGM Grand. 2015 was a massive year for the UFC, with seven different events crossing over 500,000 pay-per-view buys. Much of the credit for this has to be attributed to the superstardom of Ronda Rousey and Conor McGregor, who at this point almost feel like they are bigger than the sport. And that has put Robbie Lawler and Carlos Conda in a somewhat awkward position. Originally set to headline UFC 193 in November, a thumb injury to Lawler forced the UFC to push back this main event to UFC 195. What did they put in its place? Well, a little fight you may have heard of between Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm. You know, the fight that would set the all-time UFC attendance record and become just the third event to cross 1 million pay-per-view buys. Oh, and Cherry on top resulted in one of the biggest upsets in combat sports history. Then the UFC followed that up with another fight you may have heard of in Aldo versus McGregor. You know, the fight where Conor knocked out the King of Rio in just 13 seconds and thereby became the biggest name in the sport. Oh, and by the way, that event sold even more than the previous month's UFC 193. So yeah, the UFC is currently in the biggest hot streak in its history, and that appears to be continuing in the 2016, as UFC 196 is set to see now featherweight champ Conor McGregor take on lightweight champ Rafael Dos Anjos in an attempt to become the first fighter to simultaneously hold two division titles in the UFC's history. No doubt, nothing will go wrong and that fight will happen, right? Right? Anyway, in the middle of some of the commercially biggest fights in UFC history, you have UFC 195. 
where Lawler and Condit are set to fight for Lawler's welterweight title. The pressure is on these two to deliver in a big way in order to keep the positive momentum going for the UFC, and both have proven capable of that in the past. Champion Robbie Lawler has to be one of the most unlikely champions in the company's history. His UFC debut was all the way back at UFC 37 in 2002 at just 20 years old. Starting his UFC career with a three-fight win streak, it looked like Robbie would be the future for a struggling UFC after displaying some exciting knockout power and aggression. But following a 1-3 record in his next four fights, he would be cut by 2005. This career turn would be somewhat of a theme for the next chapter of Lawler's career. Great highs followed by disappointing lows. He would become the Elite XC middleweight champion in 2007, but upon leaving for Strike Force in 2009, things would not go smoothly. Lawler could only amass a record of 3 and 5 during his time in the UFC's biggest competitor, and most by this point had written him off completely, let alone consider him for a return to the UFC. But after purchasing its biggest competitor in 2011, Lawler's contract would be absorbed into the UFC following the 2013 closure of Strikeforce. And Robbie has made the most of his second chance by going 5-1 with wins over the likes of Josh Koscheck, Rory McDonald, and Matt Brown, among others. Then in December 2014, Robbie reached the highest achievement in the sport when he defeated Johnny Hendricks to become the UFC welterweight champion. Next, a fifth-round TKO victory over Rory McDonald at UFC 189 in what is considered maybe the best fight in UFC history. And Robbie said afterwards he showed everyone he is a true fighter, he comes to fight no matter what happens, and tries to knock people out. Well, he definitely proved that, but he also will need to be every bit of that fighter if he is to take out Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit burst onto the scene with the WEC back in 2007, where he would win their welterweight title and hold it until leaving for the UFC in 2009. Condit first put the UFC on notice when he would come back and finish Rory McDonald, who was getting comparisons to GSP with just 7 seconds left in their fight. Following vicious KOs of Dan Hardy and Dong Yun Kim, Condit would earn his first shot at a UFC title, an interim title that is, opposite Nick Diaz. GSP was originally set to defend at UFC 143 against Diaz, but had to pull out due to injury. Condit, who was already on the card, set to face Josh Koscheck, instead is moved to the main event and given an interim title shot where he would win a unanimous decision. Next came unifying the welterweight title against the then-undisputed champion and all-time great GSP. GSP was already considered a great by this point in 2012, he had captured the welterweight title twice and in his current reign had already accumulated six title defenses. He would go on to defeat Condit in the main event of UFC 154, but not without some adversity. GSP would later say the hardest win of his career was against Condit. This is true for many of Condit's fights. He may not get the win, but every time he goes up against another fighter, they are forever changed from fighting him. After losing the GSP, Condit would go 2-2 two two in his next four fights, with TKO wins over Martin Campman and Tiago Alves, as well as losses to future champs Johnny Hendricks and Tyron Woodley. But after his win in the main event of Fight Night, Goyania, I don't know if that's correct, let's just go with it, against Tiago Alves, it was time for the Crippler to get his second chance at the belt. So here we are, 
two competitors most found unlikely to be in this position at this point in their careers fighting for an undisputed title in the main event in Las Vegas. Okay. What's up, guys? Welcome back. <laughs> uh, UFC 195 is being played now, so me and Dom are getting right here. We got Face the Pain. Yes. Today's generation of UFC fans, Dom, will never understand Face the Pain. Yeah. It really embodies the Just Bleed guy from way back in the day, this song. It really does. That's true. You know, it's kind of crazy. They had, like, that article came out where someone tracked that guy down. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's not even a fan anymore. He's like an accountant and does not depressing? watch the sport. Yeah. <laughs> he's like an accountant. Stopped watching, like, a year after that photo yeah. was taken. Like, yeah. I couldn't imagine being that hardcore into something. Where I'm painting yeah. my body, showing up to the show, probably drunker than shit. Oh, yeah. And I mean, that man had veins on veins coming out of him. And then a year oh, yeah. later being like, meh, I got too many numbers to crunch. I'm not Yeah, bald, shaved anymore. his head and everything. Just completely new person. Yeah. It's kind of like when SpongeBob, when, when SpongeBob became normal that one episode. You remember that? Like... Did you ever watch SpongeBob, Dom? Does he I know turn you don't like watch a... anything. No, no, no. Yeah. Does he a turn like shape. a soft kind of sparkly a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I think yeah. I know what you're talking about. Uh, that's kind of what that dude did. He's like, I'm normal now. I'm an accountant. I'm bald. <laughs> I don't watch yeah. violent sports. Like, No, if I'm not mistaken, what was our first cage side? Uh, 219, right? No, 240. Actually. 240. 240. We have Mike Goldberg. In this episode of Cage Side, we didn't have it in the first one, so it's nice to hear it his feels, voice again. It, it does feel good to hear him. I understand that nobody is better in the biz than John Anik, and, and I mean that includes Goldberg. Like John Anik yeah. is the cream uh, of the crop. Yes, but I do have a soft spot for this combo, like Rogan and Goldberg. I mean, Dominic, you know, you were raised on that. For me, yeah, I came true. in towards the tail end. Yeah, I mean, I came in one ninety nine. Six yeah. or eight months later, he was done. The end done. of that year, he was done. Yeah. And yet he left such a big impact. I was upset when I found out that he was no longer going to be part. And I said, good it luck was... finding someone better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Enter Johnny Anik. It was such an abrupt ending, though, to the relationship. It was it was, it was, was weird. Maybe they thought or knew that he was going to go to Bellator. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> wrong pipe yeah maybe they knew he was going to bellator standouts of the prelims Mm, let them know drew dober alex morano dustin poirier beat joe duffy on the prelims Mm. so some pretty big names on the prelims i'd say dustin poirier being he was actually the lowest of those three on the card he was on the fight pass prelims so it's crazy you see that sometimes like in mma community on twitter someone will randomly throw out an old card from five or six years ago it's like look at the prelims then and look where these people are now because you know it's easy to say when you throw that tweet out to try and get people to interact with it to say oh look how loaded the prelims were back then to compare to the prelims we get now but they were <laughs> right. in the same boat five or six years yeah. ago so it's just interesting a lot of the people we see on the prelims today are also going to be Yes, in five same, or six years. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Good grief. The dude from the athletic commission joked. <laughs> he looked like my uncle. He, I thought, <laughs> yeah. He, 
<laughs> I was going to say he looked like a jacked up BJ Penn. <laughs> Apparently, Tony Sims has a really good right hand, according yeah, to Joe Rogan. I'm learning a lot. Oh, okay. There's that right hand. Yep. Yeah. Just like we drew it up. I'm trying to look for new sponsors or movies that were coming out. Metro PCS, they still around, Noah? I I think so. They did have a booth uh, when we went to UFC 203. That's how we met Forrest Griffin. True. Tony Sims going for a takedown here, but Trujillo does have his neck. Uh Uh-oh. Going for Uh a choke. Oh. Uh-oh. He's got a lot. Yeah, look, ooh, He's got, he, it looks like it's tight. under the chin. Oh, he got oh, him. Oh, it's over. He got him. Wow. Look at him keep it through all the like the roll there and the transitioning and had it so tight still. Oh, look at Carlos Condit wearing some headphones like Dom's got on. <laughs> he looks all business. All right. Brian Ortega, Diego Brandel. This is the rise of T City. This is an interesting fight. Yeah, this is an this is an. I was about to say it's interesting because doesn't Diego Brandao uh, fought? See, I always forget he wasn't the debut opponent of Conor McGregor, right? I you want to check that for me while you're looking on check. your phone? Yeah, I can check. Because I get mixed up Conor's debut and Cody Garbrandt's debut, and one of them was against Diego Brandao. I'm pretty sure. I think it was Connor. I'm looking him up now. So it wasn't his debut. He debuted against Marcus Brimage, but his yeah, third fight right. was against Diego Brandel. Connor's third. Can fight. you see if Cody Garbrandt's debut was Diego Brandel? Mm-hmm. I might be wrong about that too. He, funny enough, he also debuted against Marcus Brimage. Fascinating, wow. actually, that we just looked that up. So I guess Marcus Brimage was the guy I was looking <laughs> yeah, for there. I think so. I think so. It did show it looked like Dustin Poirier had fought Diego Brandao as well. Dustin beat Diego Brandao at UFC 168. So that was before he fought Connor, I think, because Connor was 178. That UFC 178 card is the one that you're talking about, an example of a mm-hmm. card that you post and you're like, holy shit. It was <laughs> headlined by Mighty Mouse. Yeah. But funny enough, you look underneath, you got Connor versus Dustin. You got Yoel Romero versus Tim Kennedy, which is a crazy fight because that's the fight where Yoel was like sitting on the stool and the bucket got kicked the over, ice. I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Yoel's just sitting on the stool and they're like, what the fuck's going on? Amanda Nunez lost to Kat Zingano on that card. Wow. And I believe Eddie Alvarez fought somebody on there and I can't remember. We're going to find out. It's a pretty out. big name. Eddie Alvarez fought somebody. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone was the co-main event versus Eddie Alvarez and beat Eddie via decision. And Mighty Mouse fought Chris Carriasso, right? Yep. Submitted him via Kimura in the second <laughs> Isn't round. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that just a crazy fact? That, I mean, Mighty Mouse is worthy of a main event spot, but funny with all those names underneath yeah. him that he's yes. the headliner. Dominic Cruz was even on that uh, card. He knocked out Takeya Mizugaki on that card. Mm, nice. That was his comeback fight. Holy shit. Jorge Masvidal was on that card. Steven Thompson was on that card. Kevin yeah. Lee was on that card. That's that card crazy. Was, that is the card that everybody talks about. Sheesh. Got Ortega up against the fence. Look at risky him. Risky move here. Very risky move by Brandau <laughs> going for a takedown. But he is Gosh. able to, to finagle his way out of it. If you kind of notice in some of uh, Ortega's come up, 
he was winning from behind a lot. Yes. And I wonder if that a lot of that had to do with the offensive game in terms of striking hadn't quite caught up with mm-hmm. his jiu-jitsu. So unless he could get a fight up close, able to snatch a choke on or whatever, yeah. he would struggle a little bit. Like he had to come back against, I think, Moicano against um, Cub Swanson. Yep, you know. yep. But then, of course, when he put it all together, we saw what happened against exactly. uh, Frankie, Frankie Edgar. So, Yep, the uppercut from hell. Mm-hmm. First man to ever knock out Frankie Edgar. And then it really did start kind of a uh, tradition, yeah. unfortunately, too. Frankie Edgar, uh, main event of our first uh, cage side rewind against Max yep. Holloway, by the way. Yep. And Ortega, let, well, I, Ortega really wants that jumping guillotine, man. He is yeah. he is looking for it. I'll be interested actually to see if this does go the distance or not. Because, it's looking like it will. Yeah. A few moments later. But man, Ortega oh, oh. really wants it. You can oh, tell me. Oh my god. Look at the timing. I think I think that's it. That's gotta, that's gotta be, be it. it. That's it. That's it. He, you're he, not getting out of it. Nope. You're not getting out of that from Brian Ortega. Just give him a wedgie. Wait, he only has one arm. Give him a little credit card swipe on the butthole. What did he say? Hey! Oh. <laughs> oh, triangle. Oh, look at the reversal. Oh my it's just amazing. Locked oh, up his... my. Oh, my. It, oh, my. It's beautiful. It's Throwing beautiful. the towel. Stop. Stop. He's already dead. I mean, what? What? I mean, what? It just. It's magical. The magical. transition there was mm. was really something. Brian Ortega's jiu-jitsu, man. This had to be a fight. If you, if someone bought this pay-per-view, watched it live, you have to look at that performance and go, wow, okay, this guy can really be something. Yeah. And he has been, for sure. He for sure has been. I'm really excited to see him back. I hope he comes back 100%. I hated the way that fight went with him and uh, Yair, where his shoulder popped out of place. You know? We were on to something fun, too, I believe, with that yeah. one. I mean, that was one of the most anticipated main events of that whole summer. So yeah. Just... He went from Darce to Guillotine to Triangle Choke within 30 seconds. All I'm telling you, one. though, Ortega's butt crack was open for a credit card swipe. It was there. Real yep. quick one. <laughs> Mario Yamasaki in the cage. There it is. Uh, I can't wait. Throw me throw me the little, the little heart. Yep. All right. Fight number three, Noah. Here we go. Joe's excited for this fight. I could see this being a kind of fight that we'd get really up for back then. Yeah. Because a lot of people were excited about Tumanov. It's yeah. a shame that the UFC kind of... I can't. I, I don't remember how that exactly went, but I think he's one of those guys the UFC let go, and a lot of people thought it was a bit premature, mm. especially when you look at who he did lose to. Like you said, Leon Edwards was one of those losses. And, yeah, and Gunner before that. So yeah, that's your last two? I mean... I don't know if that's really enough yeah. to cut somebody, you know. It does seem like Larkin's sneaking in some good leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a yeah, good he, one there. Yeah, Tumanov's not checking, like, any of these. I don't know how many of these he's going to be able to eat. Oh, oh. All right, Tumanov. Oh. oh. That right hand was looking like it was mm-hmm. about to do some damage, but I don't think it landed quite flush. I love that line right there by Mike Goldberg. I love that line. What do you say? It's just a, it's just a, it's just a Goldberg line. He goes, "The ball of the foot can do some serious damage." I just love it, and then he <laughs> instantly into another sentence. It's awesome. 
there is just something about Goldberg's voice that just puts me into that that MMA zone. He like has a just, good voice to listen to. Yeah. yeah, like I think Anik has one of those. He's one of those guys that I could see him doing like big time NFL games. And oh yeah, he could do any else. sport. What, but Goldberg feels like a guy who probably couldn't go to that level, but he is perfect for like MMA combat. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Yeah, his legs fucked. You can see all the redness on it. Yeah. He's walking on it good though, I guess. But he's doing some hopping here and there. Larkin is playing a little game here though, because he he keeps honing in on his legs, and Tumanov's trying to time it up with the nasty uh, uppercut. Mm, good shots Ooh. to the body. Yeah, good shots. that was great shots. Oh man! Oh, man. he's going at it now. Oh, this is looking a little steep. A versus yeah. DC two. I just thought the same thing. This fight's going to get interesting if it goes to round three. Both guys are dealing with some shit right now. Oh, he's drilling the left shot to the body. Good fight. This is a good fight. Oh. Oh. Oh, that clipped the top of his head. And another. Yeah, it did. My favorite thing in MMA, a nice exchange, and then they clinch. Great (laughs) stuff. If you have an erection lasting 48 hours... All you got to do is watch an MMA fight where a really good shot lands and you get excited and then they clinch. Works every time. That was a good ad. <laughs> Tumanov's leg is fucked. It's fucked. Yeah. Yeah. But then I wonder how, I wonder if uh, the body of Larkin, like how it's going to hold up in round mm-hmm. three. Because this is really a toss up here, honestly. This is a. Yeah. I mean, that second round, probably Larkin. I mean, the leg kicks. I don't know, man, but Tumanov was doing so good with the body shot. That probably – oh, man, that's true. That's a tough second round. I'd hate to be a judge right here on this one. Whoa. A spinning back calf kick? Yeah, he said – Rogan said to the thigh, but that was definitely below the knee. Oh, it definitely was. But that was – that ended up working. Dude, he did it again. I'm sorry, I'm freaking out, but oh, I've never seen that before. That's, that's definitely cr- good. I like it. I like it. And like his heel is going to contact? That's got to hurt. Damn. The ball of the foot. The ball of the foot, yes. <laughs> it's full circle. Oh, another one. Oh, another one. Oh. oh. Love this fight. Good fight. Yeah. He did it again! <laughs> You're like Leonardo DiCaprio right now. Pointing <laughs> that screen. <laughs> Ooh, one minute point. left here. Let's see. Somebody take this fight. Uh, uh, mm, pardon. My gut says Larkin, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know there. Based on what little I remember about both th- these careers, I want to say Tumanov wins. Yeah. But based on what I just watched, <laughs> I want to say Larkin wins. Oh, yeah. Okay. Split decision. Mm, Albert Tumanov split Tumanov decision. Split decision. Who all we got here? I'm trying to look. Hmm. Hard to tell. I don't know. It's dark. I'm not seeing anybody though. Really. This camera angle's not doing us any favors either. Oh, Noah, that is Chris Tanyoni with hair. That is Chris Tanyoni with hair standing behind the Vaseline man. Look at that right there, Noah. Wow. What a hole. Best part of the card so far. You did not record. just get that hyped for yes. Chris Tanyoni with that. That is like me seeing Mini Blessed in our first cage side rewind. That's what that was. 
<laughs> That's an all-time moment. Is who's that kid sitting next to Dana? <laughs> Three-inch reach advantage for Steep A. And as we all know, Noah, three inches goes a long way. <clears throat> That's true. And uh, three inches is enough to satisfy anybody. Yep. Right. Let's see these betting odds. And you know this version of Andre, who, yes, is about to, or is fighting in a number one contender fight, but like you could argue that today's version is better than this version. The way that he's evolved with the fight game and gotten better to try and keep up with the young guns. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Minus 225. Are you sure you can make that argument? I mean, he was fighting nearly for a title here. It is kind of a weird statement I said, but it can't be <laughs> I mean, unsaid. Right now, he's not top 15. I mean, I love what he's doing now, but <laughs> I mean, this is against some of the best heavyweights of the, of the, of the time. Bit of a weird statement. <laughs> that, that's not my brightest moment. Full retraction. Uh, no, it's out there. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Here we go. Oh, my oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. shit balls. Oh, that's it. I mean, see ya. I didn't even get. The, I forgot to put the damn nameplates on the damn screen, <laughs> and the fight's over. Holy! Oh wow! I'm pumped, bro. <laughs> this is pre dad Steve. He's and he's so already such a dad. Yeah, yeah but well, I wouldn't say that, Dom, because I I'm saying pre dad Steve throwing out the bros. I mean, <laughs> kind of. This is like frat bro Steve time period. <laughs> This card is cooking, man. They're not taking any breaks here. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'll am i tell you, I'm excited to see this because we remember so much. It's so easy to remember Lawl or McDonald. It tends to overshadow how good of a fight that this was, so I'm excited to watch this again. Yeah, there is a growing debate in the community on if this fight between Lawler and Condit is actually better mm. than the Lawler-McDonald fight. So, guys, it's time for the main event. Robbie Lawler, 33 years old at the time. Carlos Condit, 31. We also got to score this fight, Dom, because that's another point of contention among MMA fans is who really won this fight. Okay, okay. Part of the reason why Condit is in this position, he lost to Tyron Woodley, like I said, but Tyron Woodley's injured at this time. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't come back till UFC 201. So that's sort of why they needed uh, someone to fight for the someone. titles because Tyron Woodley was out for like a year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he got that title shot so off even of the though, injury. Even though Condit lost the law, uh, to Woodley, he still finds himself here. Mm. Holy shit. Oh, whoa. Did he actually tag him there? I think so. Dude, he face-planted. Yeah, I know. I That looked... I just didn't seem like the kind of punch that put him down. Cool having Lawler and Arlovsky both co-main and main on a pay-per-view together when you look at their history with the well, company. Consider, yeah, and considering my feelings on both of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, also true. It's really a card that's trying to get a high score from me <laughs> right now. So far, Carlos is getting the better of this round. Yeah, Carlos looks no, good. Clear. I mean, that, that, that face plant's got to be the sticking point right now. Cause oh, yeah. Robbie's had some good shots, but nothing that's put that image in the judge's mind way more output way more volume and a lot more landed shots mm. and a knockdown I, they'll probably show it again hopefully we get a really good look here in slow-mo of that shot let's see but yeah carlos 1-0 carlos 1-0 yep. uh, here here it comes Noah. i think he hit him with a left and he kind of stumbled 
So. Oh, he didn't. No, that's not a knockdown. Yeah. It didn't land. It hit the chest. This the problem, a... though, Dom, mm-hmm. at this time, I don't believe judges had like instant replay or could yeah. review the tape. Yeah. So you know the image is that that was a knockdown. Right. So the judges are going to assume that, even though it looks like upon review, it is not. Yeah, exactly. This is much closer already than the first round. Robbie's much yeah, more Robbie's, aggressive. Yep, much more aggressive. I noticed that too. So far, this fight's definitely better than Lawler McDonald. But we know from this point how much yeah. it picks up in the later rounds for that one. So Oh knocked it. That's a knockdown. Whoa, that's a legit that is a knockdown. knockdown. Man. Holy that was a nasty, nasty stuff. Just look at that output is still crazy. That though. is that is very crazy. That that just shows though that fight stats are not the end all be yep. all. Yep, hundred percent. I mean, I think that was telling for the first round, but since this mm-hmm. round two, I don't think that that number exactly. quite holds up. Because let's look at it like this, Tom. Assuming nothing crazy happens in this last twenty seconds, it's going to be one to one. But you'll see people post those stats saying, well, look yep. how many shots Condit landed. But the yep. rounds are scored equally. Uh, 100%. 100%. All right. All right. One. one to one. Yeah. Yep. Right. Look at that smirk from Robbie Lawler. What a fucking savage, dude. You know what that smirk was saying? Ah, uh, shit. Here we Here go, we go again. again. <laughs> so the Zen has been put in, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And that means we're going to be soaring through these last three rounds. As Scott Hansen would say, it's the witching hour. <laughs> it's the witching hour. <laughs> Where losses become wins and wins become losses. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the witching hour. Shout out to Scott Hansen. I oh, mean, just a... oh, man. Oh, my God. Oh, that step in elbow. Oh, you know, I love watching people utilize that move, the step-in mm-hmm. elbow, whether it's up and down, horizontal. Mm. Round is slowing down a little bit, but I have a feeling we're in for a crazy last minute here. What do you think? It just feels like you have to just be ready for something to happen when this in this fight. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's very true. Two to just one, something. Noah Carlos. I'm going to go there, too. Ooh, I'm going two to one, Lawler. Okay, there's our first discrepancy. That was tight. Now we're no, seeing. Now we're seeing where. And I and I hope anybody watching this realizes we're you know it's a little hard to watch and you're talking mm-hmm. and so don't take our scores you know. That was too, close. Two to heart here, you know. Definitely the closest round of the three, obviously. All right, one minute in, nothing crazy in round four. That is fucking Holy insane. Holy shit! Yeah. Wow. Total strikes attempted, 69. Nice, this fight, by the way, that, that, that paints a picture that this fight is not actually illustrating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you would, if you would have told me that at the beginning of, like, if they hadn't showed it round by round, what we're seeing, by the way, is that the total strikes attempted for Condit as of, like, 20 seconds ago was 247, while Lawler was 69, I believe. Four times more. Yeah. The first round, you could tell me that there was a big discrepancy. But since then, like you said, Dom, it looks like it's been very close. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, volume is not necessarily the name of the game here. It's damage. So, Some people are just built for this game. And in this case, we have two of them. Man, another good like kick. See, you so, hear Joe there? 
Yeah, I, I, I'm not really getting that sense. Now, I know you have a 2-1 Condit, so maybe you think he needs to be... Ooh. Oh! Wait, did that, Big did that kick land? Big wobble. Was oh, it the kick? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's hurt. He wa It was like a delayed reaction. Shout he's still, he's still, he's still hurt. Oh, he's pouring oh, boy. it on. Carlos is pouring yeah, it on. Yeah, he's got Robbie up against the fence. He's going to the body. He's going to the head. He's doing a good job of mixing it up. But, man, Robbie's so tough. Man. Holy shit. Saved by the bell is Robbie here. That's a great round. It's a great round, but that is Condit's round. So, there for, for me, Noah, who did I just score the fight for then? You just scored it Carlos for Carlos Condit. Condit. Now, I'm curious what you're going to say about round five. Yeah. Wow. So I because I have a I have a two two. I'm assuming based off our scorecards, this round is going to go be a Robbie round. And that's my prediction for our scorecards. So we will both score round five for Robbie. Yeah. Obviously, I, we both have seen this fight, but it's you guys. I'm sure a lot of you who watch a lot of fights realize when you watch so many, it's easy to forget a lot that happens in these. Oh yeah, especially when you watch fights every week. So Tell like. It's not clicking in my brain if round five is like a big Robbie round. So I'm legitimately guessing when I say that. Because I, if it's not, I could potentially score this four to one for Carlos. <laughs> That'd be, that would be interesting. I mean, it seems as if Robbie is thinking, okay, uh, maybe I do have to do something here big. Oh, there was a good, there was a good oh. hand by Rome. I think Condit might be hurt a little bit. He's doing a pretty good job of... Uh, Holding it together, at least for now. He's so unorthodox, though, in his movement that yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. Man, there's some good Damn. shots from Condit. That was an 11-punch combination. Yeah, it was a nasty body shot, too. Oh, the elbow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I find myself in a fascinating position here, the way that I've already scored this fight and the way that I'm scoring round five through the first two minutes. I already can sense why there's some controversy about this yeah. fight. I mean, look at that. 43 shots landed for Lawler on the broadcast. Holy shit. 140 for Condit. 100 more. And 300 more strikes thrown. Dude, I mean, Carlos is landing every shot. Wow, man. No, oh, the combinations. Oh, Oh, that was a good shot by Lawler. Yeah, that had Carlos. Had him backing back. up, and there's some blood. There's some blood below the right eye of Condit now. Ooh. <laughs> oh, big right hand. Big right hand from Robbie. Oh, another good one. Oh, he just Here missing. comes Robbie. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, whoa. Oh. oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, another great shot. Oh. Wow. <laughs> This oh. fight's fucking nuts. This fight is nuts. Oh, oh, look at the fans. Look at them. Jumping up and down. I'm, I got goosebumps. My tits are hard. Wow. Carlos is eating some crazy shots right now. Oh. How much do these guys have left? There's one minute left in the fight, and here comes Carlos coming back with more. But he's hurt, man. He is stumbling. These guys have put it all out. Nothing wow. left. Nothing left yeah, from either are, man. There. Nothing left. Not a fucking... Oh! Oh, the head kick. Oh, my... Okay. <laughs> fucking... Look at that. Look at that. Right there. Side by side, one another. What a great image. 
I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go Ravi. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go three and two Ravi. There you go. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Round five's close, but I think it's hard pressed to find that scoring it for Carlos because of the damage Man, from Ravi. That's true, but Carlos that first half of the round was. Round three is the round, though. I mean, you said me it yourself. Two minutes, I think even three minutes in, you said this is Condit's Three Condit's minutes round. in, it was Condit. It was that fourth minute where Robbie yep. really let it on. Wow. I mean, three to two, either fighter, um, and it's no robbery. There's no robbery in this fight. But I can see why there are people who were feeling like, yep. especially if you're a Carlos Condit fan, I can especially see why you would be a little annoyed that he didn't get the decision, you know, the amount yeah. of shots, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Dominic, I'm going to say it. I think that fight's better than Lawler McDonald. I was, yeah, I think so. If you're looking at the whole 25 minutes, yeah. it just doesn't have the memorable moments. You know what I mean? That memorable right. stare down, the blood, you know. All right, so we're here at the end of UFC 195. That was uh that card, you know, to its credit, Dom. Three finishes out of five, but the card went by pretty smoothly. I mean, the main event was a five rounder. Uh, it was the only five round fight on the card, of course, but mm-hmm. it, it definitely being as good as it was, you know, this was a big step up from UFC two forty. Yes. Yes, very. So let's start with our first fight of the main card, Abel Trujillo getting that submission victory over Tony Sims. It was three mm-hmm. minutes, 18 seconds of the first round. Not a whole lot for me on this mm-hmm. one. I mean, I not neither guy is necessarily like a guy that I remember have a lot about. I remember Trujillo a little bit, but um, he looked good. Uh, Tony Sims, though, maybe showing a lack of awareness with the way he kind of went for that takedown. It's sort of just gave his chin up right away, but yeah, you know, one round fight with a finish submission, finish a good finish, not a negative fight by any means. Uh, yeah. Anything you'd like to add for that one? No, no, nothing too crazy there. It's just two guys. Again, it's just, that's, what's cool about going back and watching. They're no longer in the UFC. So where did they go from here? Essentially. That's yeah. All. So what did you think of our second fight, which saw Brian Ortega get a submission whenever Diego Brandel that happened a minute 37 of round number three. I liked that fight because I again this is during Ortega's run. This is when fight by fight we were kind of starting to see improvements from Ortega from an offensive striking standpoint, but you knew that the danger was still the jiu-jitsu and it showed, right? In the third round he pulls out a triangle choke which previously was a guillotine, which previously was a darce <laughs> choke before that and he did it all seamlessly in one big long transition. So uh, and, and it still rings true today. His jiu-jitsu is second to none. It's some of the best um, in the UFC. And look where he's went from there. I mean, this was part of his win streak. He's fought for a title. He's been in the top five for, you know, two, three, four years now at this point. He just continued to evolve. And this was another step there to beat a veteran, Diego Brandao. Yeah, Brian Ortega, what I will say about him, as you can see in this fight, it said it was the first appearance on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Um I can see by watching this the potential that's yes. there. You see it in the finishing sequence, the transitions in the jiu-jitsu, block it in like three separate chokes. Uh-huh. You can tell that that jiu-jitsu is unrivaled in, yes. in the company. Yeah. And he, once he put together that full game, I mean, he just took his game to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see it here, the potential. Yeah, 100%. 
Third fight, Albert Tumanov getting a split decision victory over Lorenz Larkin. Not a fight that I thought was going to be all that memorable. Um, and I don't know if it's the most memorable fight, but I thought it was a pretty good fight all mm-hmm. in all, you know. Lorenz Larkin doing a ton of damage with leg kicks. I think me and Dom actually scored the fight for Larkin. Mm-hmm. But Albert Tumanov is the guy who I remember more because he's uh, – well, actually, I can kind of look while we're talking here. Lorenz Larkin uh, last fought for Bellator, Bellator 283, July 2022. So he's still fighting. Okay, okay. That's not long ago, yeah. He fought to a no contest back in July. Uh, he's been with Bellator uh, since – June 2017, he fought on that Bellator NYC card and lost to Douglas Lima. Okay. So uh, okay. his last fight in UFC, he actually would fight two more times in the UFC after the split decision loss. He would have wins over Jorge Masvidal on a fight night, split decision victory. And he would beat, via TKO, Neil Magny. Wow. And then so he left the Bellator. He left in free agency then. Had to have. Yeah. I think yeah. he was one of those guys that Bellator really were had high hopes for. His I think that shows with his debut that Bellator NYC card was really big. I believe that was a Chael fought on that card. I think Michael that, Chandler was on it too. Yeah, Michael Chandler. That was that it was a really big event for them. A Chael yeah. fought was it Vanderlei maybe? Or um that might have been something like check. that. But um Lorenz Larkin was fighting for the welterweight title. Uh, Douglas Lima was the champion at that time. So, debut with the company, Dom, and he's fighting for a welterweight title. That says something. Yeah. Yeah, damn. I didn't know. It is crazy how he's really not been fighting, like, high-level guys in Bellator since, you know, he lost back-to-back to Lima and Paul Daly. Yeah. But, Dom, those are his only two losses in Bellator. He is on one, two, three, four, five, six... Six-fight winning streak in Bellator, and now his last fight was a no contest. Damn. Um, but, and I didn't realize he still just fought, you know, six months ago. Yeah, so he was on a six-fight winning streak. He did beat Korshkov, who's a real dangerous guy, and Rafael Carvalho, I think is mm. something how you pronounce it. So he's still fighting at a pretty high level, actually, even though we haven't heard much about him. He's 36 years old. So uh, this was a fight that both guys kind of come out looking pretty good. Tumanov, you know, had good ex- good exchanges in the pocket, but I, the leg kicks were definitely the big takeaway for me on behalf of Larkin. Yeah. Now, yeah. Dominic, I'll let you talk about the fight that I had the inner dilemma of, your co-main event. Stipe Miocic gets the TKO over Andre Arlovsky, 54 seconds of round number one. He called for his title shot after. He said, I hope Dana were on the same page now. Mm-hmm. He ended up obviously getting the title fight. He won the title, became, in our opinion, the best heavyweight in UFC history. Yep. Um, it all kind of started here. So what did you think? It did. It kind of launched him into not stardom, but it put him into that title picture when he felt disrespected. He made his frustrations pretty clear, I mm-hmm. felt like, in that post-fight press con- or interview. Uh, 54 seconds, takes out a legend. Like Noah said, goes on to win the title, defends it three times, sets a record, loses the title, then wins it back and defends mm-hmm. the belt again. I mean, he's done unprecedented things for the heavyweight division. His legacy has kind of been cemented. We've said that for a while now. And it seems like now he's like unofficially retired, right? I mean, that's yeah. how it feels for Stipe. So he's full dad mode, like Noah says. <laughs> and your main event, Woo! Robbie Lawler gets the split decision win over Carlos Condit. Dominic scored at 48-47 Condit. I scored at 48-47 Lawler. But there are no losers here, of course, mm. for the title. Mm-mm. You feel for Carlos Condit. But I, I can't say, you know, 
I can't say I don't understand why there are so many people who feel Carlos Condit won this fight. Not a robbery. I mean, this fight's no. super close. The stats do not paint the full picture of this fight. No. No, not at all. Crazy. I was, no. Yeah. I'd like to see what the official numbers are because I feel like it might be a little bit skewed on the broadcast. But no doubt Condit was throwing mm. so much more. But when it came down to damage, you know, Robbie being opportunistic, picking his chances to really get in the pocket and do some damage, and it worked out for him. Yeah. There were big moments. There were big momentum shifts back and forth. I think the way we kind of went, Dom, we scored round one. Both of us scored it for Condit. Round yep. two was both of us for Lawler. We yep. split on round three. Mm-hmm. Round four was a big Condit round. Mm-hmm. Round five we both had for Lawler, even though yep. it was still kind of close and both guys had big moments in that round. So really, the momentum shifts happened throughout this fight. I mean, yes. guy, it wasn't yes. one of those where one guy starts hot early, wins the first two, and then you see someone take over rounds three, four, and five. Uh, one of the best fights ever. Uh, yeah, just it is. Yeah. I think it's better than the fight that we had way back in the day when we did our top 10 UFC fights. We put Lawler McDonald 2 as the number one fight in UFC history. I think this is better than that. I think Do so. I think it's number one. I don't know. We'd have to probably go back. Look at uh, the list again, right? We'd have to go to the lab and uh, <laughs> yep. probably rewatch a lot of those fights this time and see how we would rank it. But it's got to be up towards the top, man. That was uh, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Robbie, this really cemented both guys' legacies. Neither guy was the same after this fight, and that says a little something, you know. Both mm-hmm. these guys went on some pretty pretty tough skids after this. Robbie, of course, lost his title in his following fight to Tyron Woodley and would go on to kind of – middle out the rest of the way and Carlos Condit had a lot of inactivity uh in years past after this but yeah uh, wow this this loss actually no sorry but it kick-started a five-fight losing streak for Condit now that yeah. I'm looking at it here yeah so and four of them really, were finishes the guy really comes out the same so yeah um, but what a fight I want to ask a couple things we'll start doing this for these since we're kind of wrapping up here at the end this one will be a little easy for this question. Actually, we'll start with the second one. Dominic, if you were to award the 50K performance of the night bonus based on a winner from our main card, who do you give it to? I think you have to go Stipe knocking out Andre in 54 seconds. Yeah, I agree. I completely yeah. agree. The, the UFC saw it the same. They gave Stipe mm-hmm. and then Michael McDonald, who was your main event of the prelims, the nice. performance bonuses. Here's the easy one. Who would you give the fight of the night to? Dominic did have an inner dilemma when he was watching uh, Tumanov yeah. and Larkin, but who yeah. would you give the fight of the night to, Dom? Totally forgot who the main event was. It's pretty clear. Lawler Condit fight of the <laughs> night, and it took the fight of the year for 2016 yes, as did. well. This so. was in January, and that <laughs> yeah. says something. When that fight, when you get to December and you have to look back. and You, know, you tend to forget fights, the ones that happened yeah, in the beginning. And um, this one stood the test of time. And um, But, yeah, now it's the moment of truth, Dom. We have to give UFC 195 your pay-per-view portion a score on a scale of 1 to 100. Our our cumulative score or our average score, whatever, mm-hmm. for UFC 240 was a 48.5. Dominic gave it a 48. I gave it a 49. Now for this one, I think we both agree it's better. Yeah. 60 being the cutoff for one we'd recommend anybody to go watch, spend money on Fight Pass to watch. What do you give the score for UFC 195? It's interesting because two fights, there's not a ton of takeaways, but then there's three with a pretty good chunk of takeaways, three finishes, a fight of the year, 
mm-hmm. in your main event for a title. <sighs> Man. I the problem is I still don't want to go too high because it's only our second one. Mm-hmm. But this is don't think like that. Just what score jumps out at you? 82. 82. 82. 82. Okay. I've got my calculator out ready to do some math for you. Now. I don't know if you'll have to do too much because I think my score for this one, if I take into account the main event is a fight of the year, one of the best that, fights ever. That takes it, it up so much. Yeah. Carries a lot. The co-main, very thorough, quick. But it was a number one contender fight. Steve Bay getting a big win. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of this card has its moments, of course. Tumanov Larkin's decent fight. Uh, Ortega with a nice performance against Brandau. Um, the Trujillo Sims fight kind of take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it. It's tough. You'll have to do a little cutting here as I as I think about That's it. That, 80, that 82 somehow threw me for a loop. I don't know why. It, I was almost like, am I too high? No, I think I, I actually think I was going to be a slightly lower, not too much to the point where you have to do math, but that fight of the year just really... It feels like, regardless of a card, if we get to see it and there's a fight of the year on the card, it already boosts it as a passing grade. Regardless I mean, we, of just, we just saw the reverse of this not too long ago. With the UFC 280, Two. which one was that? The, yeah, where last one. Yeah, the card was terrific, even it was on the prelims. Yeah, and then you get to the co-main and main events, and it sort of <laughs> leaves a bad taste in the mouth. The fart yeah. in church. <laughs> yeah, right. So that I do think the main and co-main living up carries more weight than if the rest of the card does. I think so. So taking that into account, I'm gonna go 85. Okay. Okay. So that would put us at an 83 and a half, I believe. Yes. 83.5 on the screen. Wow. UFC 195. I mean, it's a very solid, very good card. That's big ups from 240. There's no fight on here that is a skip. Even the Trujillo Sims fight, even though it's kind of a take it or leave it, it's so quick. That it's yeah, it's, in, three minutes, in, it's inconsequential. You know, you know yeah. UFC 240 just had a couple fights where it was like, you're watching 15 minutes and you're kind of like, you yeah, know, let's just even the main event. Holloway Edgar's kind of like whatever, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. for this fight, there's no fight on here that is a negative to the card. Yep, I would agree. So I, had, I had to go a little higher because of that. I like so that number. We'll see how it stacks up as we keep going. Um, well, uh, uh, at some point, once we have enough cards on here, we'll start kind of showing like a ranking. That will be stuff. interesting, yeah. So we'll see. And uh, we will not be able to go back and rescore this unless sometime in 20 years we've made it through every UFC. Everyone, and we, and we do it again. <laughs> there have been some requests um, to branch out and do some pride, mm-hmm. some um, like uh, WEC, yeah, Strike Force. Course. Um, I believe we already have our third one mm-hmm. ready to go. And we were doing it based on, we basically just put all of the UFC pay-per-views on a spinner wheel. Yeah. Uh, I believe moving forward, we will start to put those cards. Since they are available on Fight Pass, you know, right. might as well put those on there. Mm-hmm. And for for a lot of those cards, I mean, I, I can say I've watched a lot just by doing my personal, like, mm-hmm. history. You know, I'm a history guy, so I'm just constantly watching a lot of those older cards but 
Dom, I think for a lot of those, it'd be first time for you. 100%, yeah, it would and, be. You know, just like I'm saying, like a card like this, I probably watched Lawler Condit all the way through at least three or four times. Yeah. And this yeah. time still felt like the first time I was watching it in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. So I think even when, considering most of those cards I've seen once, to go back, you know, it'd be very fresh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's fun. But, Dominic, that's our score. There's only one way we end the show, though. Mm-hmm. And that's what the little segment we like to call Closing Statements. The point of the show where me and Dom can talk about anything and everything. MMA-related or not, Dominic, do you have any closing statements for this episode? Maybe I'll help you out. You know, you oh. did have a big announcement that dropped on uh, the community tab. Uh, oh, True. And I know this episode will be coming out. I know. I was trying to think when it releases, though. This comes out on Monday, January 9th. So it'll be after the debut. But yeah. you want to go ahead and plug it so that way people know where to go? I'm going to I'm gonna plug it on verbal for next mm. week. Okay. Because for today, it's going to be fun to watch this back. Because tonight, Monday, January 9th, when you're seeing this, our Ohio State Buckeyes may or may not be competing for a national championship. In the national championship game. It's on the way. No good. He hooked it. Against potentially Michigan in what could be the biggest college football championship of all time. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest here. Of all time. <clears throat> so a lot rides on this coming weekend, New Year's weekend when we're recording this, but I'm just curious to kind of look at this, watch this back. If there's any college football fans out there, let us know about your thoughts and stuff when this releases on the ninth. But uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of give that out there. I'll do a little plug on uh, our verbal sparring this coming week. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I will say, since you said that at watch, it's going to be Georgia versus TCU. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Bye. Um, but man, I am excited for the college football playoff. Bowl season has not been great for me on the betting end. I have been working a little bit under different circumstances than I'd like to since I had to drive to Ohio. It's really a tease. I think I even... Oh, yeah, it is. I've probably talked about this on the show. I might have tweeted... I think I tweeted it, too. It's really a tease when I came home for Christmas mm-hmm. and I'm staying here through New Year's. Mm-hmm. that it's not until basically the day before I go home that it yeah. becomes legal. So I've been home this whole time, mm-hmm. and I'd already, I had to place all my NFL and all my bowl games before I left. And it shows, because my bowl games are not going great. Uh, I will be making a quick drive tomorrow morning to put some college basketball, some NFL and whatnot. And then Sunday, Dom, is a... Uh, the floodgates open now on Sunday, brother. Yeah. And I found out that I will be moving back to Ohio come yeah. uh, early July. Yeah, big ups. Uh, from my job. So thankfully I will be moved to a uh, legal betting state. I mm-hmm. don't know what I would have done if I had gotten put in Nebraska or <laughs> Texas. But anyways, I am excited to be back in Ohio, the state where I belong. Indiana's We're glad to great, have you. you know. Indiana's yeah. been great, but it's time. I'm c- the LeBron James, I'm coming home. Coming home. My name is Noah Baker. That's Dominic Sleeve. We are but just two of the below average Joes, and we'll see you guys on Friday. Friday, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>